Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, starring me, Dags. Today, we have another exciting, powerful episode, and as always, across this powerful virtual oaken desk is Assistant Manager. Micah Rez, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Dags? How are you, Fuck. Are you Glad excited? to be back. Oh, yeah. I'm always excited. Let's you're, do this. You're back in the saddle. Yes. That's actually why I'm not in the barn. I'm stuck on a saddle yes. right now. Because he wanted to be my cowgirl. <laughs> yippee, yippee, yeah, yippee, yo, yo, yo. Hello, friends, and welcome. Welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. We're excited for you to listen. Welcome, new listeners. Welcome, OGs. Welcome, everyone. Today, we have a powerful episode. We're going to be talking about the top five driving songs. I also have a beverage review, and we're going to talk about the Netflix movie, Dead Man Down. Dead Man Down. Didn't even know it existed. No. It was uh, trending. That's why I picked it. I saw that it was trending. I wonder why. It's movies not new. I wonder why it was trending. 2013, right, Micah Rez? That is correct. WWE Studios. Yes. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff today. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Micah Rez, what's new with you? Still counting my billions of cryptocurrency, you know, the currency that doesn't exist, but it exists type stuff. Yes, it's a so, uh, powerful little Japanese spitz dog. Yeah, so we're we're uh, counting all of that. Just any second now, I'll be a, a billionaire. That's a yes. real number. Don't look it up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm going to be uh, swimming in a... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to decide what I want to do, Dex. Do I go for the scrooge mcduck vault of money or do i just put it all in a mattress and sleep on it i haven't decided what i want to do yet i see you more as you know having just fat stacks with you know rubber bands on it you know rubber band man oh yeah oh good song by the way yeah it's just making it rain put that on my list just making it rain yeah uh like you ever see that picture of floyd mayweather with all of his money on his table it just stacks of hundreds everywhere so pretty much every every uh picture <laughs> yeah i'm gonna do that that's what i think i'll do powerful speaking of pictures make sure you follow us on instagram also check us out on twitter at amish b machine we do have powerful movie giveaways also like our facebook page and we do have merch you got to check out our merch it's powerful it's gonna be a hot summer we got hot clothes hot merches for you to enjoy Hi, Micah Rez, I have a powerful update on the Chinese rocket. Oh, man. Yeah, should we explain to the flock what, it, what, what we're talking about? Go ahead, tell them. There is a rocket <laughs> that uh, China sent up into space, part of their space program, and their plan to bring them, you know, for their space rockets is basically just let them fall back to Earth. So that's what we had last week. <laughs> so, yeah, it turns out the... 
20 metric ton booster. I think it splashed down in the Indian Ocean, uh, the Maldives. Yeah, it was like uh, 1130 our time last Saturday, I think is when it happened. Watching Saturday Night Live, they they brought it up (laughs) during the show. You know what we should do with the Chinese? You know how they just steal everything anyway? Sure. They they should just mess with them and just like invent stuff that we're not really going to use and they're going to... (laughs) <laughs> they'll just start making it <laughs> kind of like we, what we did with russia when we had the star wars we just said we had star wars so they just started cranking out stuff and they just went broke <laughs> i wonder if that would work i bet i bet we could get away with something like that yeah just make a bunch of fake weapon systems and they'd spend all their money and then you know they steal the exact designs anyway so just just make some <laughs> something we know that's not going to work and have at it yeah, or it would work, but it would have like a cool Trojan horse in it. <laughs> like light someone's house on fire or something. Yeah, kind of like uh, when the bottle rockets come back down on the roof. Are you excited for the fireworks for 4th of July, Marcarez? <laughs> yes and no. I mean, I'm glad they're happening again. I'm not a big fireworks guy. I like lighting them off myself, but I'm not, not you know, I, it doesn't matter to me if I go see it or not. But I know why other people like it. Do you ooh more or ah more? Oh, I'm an otter. You, you are. You know, I realized, you know, fireworks are now getting kind of obnoxious in the neighborhood. Oh, they're out of control. And you know what it is? I used my powerful brain and I figured it out. What is it? Back in the day, it was all rockets. You either had bottle rockets or they didn't have the mortar. They, whenever they came up with the, you know, a mortar that anyone could buy, because it has to have a, you know, the tube where you drop it down in. Right. You have to have a massive explosion to shoot it up into the stratospheres and atmospheres, you know. So you got the boom, and then it shoots it up and booms again. So you have twice the boom, double boom, micro-res. Yeah, I, I, you know, I like the sound that those mortar ones make. If you're like, if you like, if you go to, like for us, you'd have to sneak over the border to Wisconsin to buy them. You bring them back and you light them and they make that sound when they shoot yes. up in the air. And then they explode. And then you have to run because, you know, one of your neighbors isn't cool. He's going to call the police. So, yeah, it's yeah those are, I like those big ones. And I think uh, people are going to leave their bunkers because they had the CDC said we don't have to wear the mask anymore if you're vaccinated. Yeah, which just means everyone's going to take off their mask. Yeah. And then the other people are going to be scared and never take their mask off. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be uh, a lot of that for a while. The sky. Be- yes. Chicken Little, the sky is falling, but it's just Chinese rockets. I was going to say, in some parts of the world, it's literally falling. (laughs) Powerful, yes. So uh, last time we were talking about driving songs, I was talking about I Want to Be a Cowboy by Boys Don't Cry. Yes. And I said that'd be a great... Song of the day last time. Yeah, and it'd be a great driving song. So I came up with a powerful idea. I want to come up with the top five driving songs. Yeah, so me and Micah Rez came up with our list. And we also sent that question out to our powerful social media. What are your top five driving songs? So, Micah Rez, do you want to pull up? You put it out on Facebook, correct? And we got it out on Twitter. Put it out on Facebook, on Twitter. Let's start with Facebook, mainly because that's the app that I have open right now. I asked it in a couple of neighborhood groups on Facebook, and one of them really, really came through. So one of one of the neighbors in this group, uh, we'll just go by first names, Dana. Uh, she had mentioned that she Dana? really likes Dana. 
Yeah. Dana White. There is Dana White. She likes December 1963. Oh, what a night by Frankie Valley in the four seasons. Good, good call. Uh, she also likes, I won't go through all of them, but, uh, some of the well, highlights. It's, it's just five. Go through, go through. You, do you have all Dana's what, five picks? I, I have Dana's five, but we have like, like literally like 14 people that replied. So, yeah. Well, I uh, want to hear Dana White's five okay, picks. Okay. So that's number one. Number two is win by Jack rock or J rock. Excuse me. Why did you fart? Number three is Dance, Dance, Dance by the Beach Boys. Uh, number four is Seven Rings by Ariana Grande. And then number five for Dana is Signed, Sealed, Delivered by Stevie Wonder. But then she also came back and said that Sir Duke by Stevie Wonder is tied with with uh, Signed, Sealed, Delivered. A couple of the other ones. So Wells said that uh, Red Eyes, War on Drugs is a good one. Uh, Dancing in the Dark or Born to Run by uh, the boss himself, uh, Bruce Springsteen. And then, of course, everybody's favorite, Summertime, by Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and DJ Jazzy Jeff, or the Fresh Prince. I don't know why it's really <laughs> from Bel-Air. Mr. Blue Sky by ELO, Taylor Swift, Lizzo, and Tupac uh, is how Wells finished it up. We'll go with one more off of Facebook here. And Alyssa says, Bang Bang by Jesse J and Company, Ugly Heart by GRL, Downtown by Macklemore, one of Us by New Politics in Africa, the Weezer version, Africa. Wow. So that's what we got on on Facebook. Um, and then on Twitter, put it out there. We both put it out there. So let's go with a couple of the ones that I got first, and then we'll head over to the uh, Amish Baby Machine account and tell you what you got. Sergeant Ed, uh, at Sergeant Ed 99, uh, his top five. Are Hungry Like the Wolf by Duran Duran, Machine Head by Bush, Killing Strangers by Marilyn Manson, Effigy by Ministry, and Ain't Talking About Love by Van Halen. And then, of course, I also I had to do something special because, you know, our uh, podcast buddies, the Top Six Podcast, uh, chimed in. And I, I actually called them out personally and said they could give me a Top Six if they felt like it. And they gave me a Top Six. Uh, so the top six pod said that their favorites are On the Road Again by Willie Nelson, Take It Easy by the Eagles, Still Fly by the Big Timers, Here I Go Again by White Snake, great one, Cruel Summer by Banana Rama. That's a good one if you want to just cruise down the street with your windows rolled down on that one. Uh, and then their number six is Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke, Alan Thicke's kid. Yes. Now I'm going to go search for the Amish Baby Machine. Yes, the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. If you want to get in on this fun and this shenanigans, we always tweet out fun things. Follow us on Twitter, at Amish Bee Machine. You won't regret it. So here, we well, you got a lot of uh, responses on this one. Holy crap. Yeah, it was powerful. Yeah. Uh, at Rook and Titus said, uh, Midnight Oil by Beds Are Burning, or Midnight Oil Beds Are Burning. Sparks, Hospitality on Parade, Pink Floyd's Run Like Hell, Robert Johnson uh, by Red Hot, uh, and Clash, Clash, London Calling, at Random McNally 1, Bad Out of Hell by Meatloaf, Detroit Rock City by Kiss, C'est La Vie by Bob Seger, Radar Love by Golden Earring, that's a good one too, and Roll, Roll On Down the Highway by BTO. If you want to go to uh, 
follow at Amish Bee Machine or go there on Twitter, you'll see a whole lot. It looks like there's 36 people responded. And the lists just keep going on and on. Yes. Also, if you follow us on Twitter, I posted an epic picture of uh, Steven Seagal eating a carrot. <laughs> have, have you? Did you see the picture, Michael? I saw the picture. I was going to ask you, what did you search on Google to get that? You don't don't worry about that. Just know that. <laughs> I, I I'm glad that I know that picture exists. You got to admit, I I post the most random shit in the world. <laughs> that that's one of the most random things <laughs> that I've ever seen. <laughs> Steven Seagal eating a carrot. Yeah. What the hell? You know, it's kind of weird. I like I like that top drive. I, I like the idea of you know picking the top five driving songs because. Okay. Everyone comes up with different stuff, and you kind of see how their brain works. I think you could actually kind of geotag someone, couldn't you, by their top five? You could probably, you probably get, could. You could probably guess how old they are. You know what oh, they're definitely. what they're into, what their uh, psychology makeup is. Like if they have real ragey <laughs> songs, or if they have real fun loving songs. Right. It's kind of cool. Kind of funny is uh, on that on the. Uh, facebook page that we we were reading some of those off of um i think all of mine got well almost all of mine got touched uh so it's kind of i guess i'm not too creative when it comes to summer driving music kind of fall fall in line with some of these people but i got a couple that are good and then like i said with driving there's like you get in your car and you're just like the cops are chasing you driving or (laughs) or you're just cruising you know, it, it depends what your mood is, obviously. Correct. And then some people, you know, maybe thought you literally it had to be a song about driving. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like Born to be Wild's a great one, you know, motorcycles, right. get your motor running and Radar Love is a good one. And, you know, a lot of those that, that kind of just give you the vibe of going out and just, you know, pedal to the metal. Right. So I'd like to micro-res, I'd like to, uh, what what are some, out of those, what people pick, not yours, what are some of the favorites out of those picks? For myself or just out of everybody that was? No, all those people, I'm just curious what you thought, like what, what were the ones that, common one that you kind of dug that wasn't on your list? Oh, that wasn't on my list. BTO and The Doors, those stick out. I like the Jimi Hendrix suggestion, but I don't know if ever like listened to a Jimi hendrix song and wished i was driving or while i was driving if Jimi hendrix came down that i've ever turned it up but the doors for sure bto uh i think that's a rule that you have to do <laughs> anytime a, a bachman turner overdrive song comes on you have to turn turn the windows down and, and turn the radio up so because i mean it the word drive is in their name absolutely so, so what about you is anything stick out to you on any of those lists so far so out of those, nothing sticks out that I'd be interested in, but I appreciate them. Not even Hungry Like a Wolf by Duran Okay, Duran. okay. Thank you. <laughs> I do enjoy It's kind of hard when you start hearing, you know, a thousand different yeah. song titles. Yeah, that, get was, that was the bit. first list, yes. Right, yep. Out of, from Sar- from Sarge. Sarge. Yep. The Sarge from Hungry Maryland. Like the Wolf, Duran Duran is powerful. I've enjoyed that song many times. I've enjoyed him in concert many times. So I will Jeez. give I will give you, you are old. Yes. So I will enjoy Hungry Like the Wolf. That will be on my honorable mention. Okay. We want to go through our list now or do we want to wait until after we talk about our movie? Let's get into the movie. 
Okay. Dead We're man down. Keep, keep the flock on the edge of their yes, earphones. edge of their pants. Oh man. So we have a song of the day. We have enough for a couple weeks, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we'll just pick one out and just start going. <laughs> we, uh, you know, I should we I should throw a, a list together, a playlist together, and throw that up on the old Spotify. Then we can throw that out there so people can can enjoy everybody's driving music. Sure, and try to remember who we picked, and we can uh, tweet that out too. Heck yeah! All right, Dead Man Down, movie you and I watched uh, for this week's episode. It is a, uh, like you said, a movie from 2013. uh, And for some reason, it was trending on Netflix this many years later. But it's a, a, what do you call it? A neo-noir crime thriller is what uh, I saw a lot of uh, online sources refer to it as. And neo-noir is just a fancy pants way of saying it's a dark crime movie. So it stars Colin Farrell. And Terrence Howard is in here, and Numi Rapace or Rapice. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce her last name. She's French, so it's probably something totally not that at all. We, oui. but she's been in uh, one of the Sherlock Holmes movies and with uh, Robert Downey Jr. And uh, she, her, she's most famous for the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo trilogy. Um, that's, uh, I, I believe, they're Danish films. Um, but yeah, she was in the original of those three, uh, which I recommend. Uh, those three movies are pretty sweet. But this movie is about a guy who is part of a, I guess you could call it like a uh, gang, not not exactly Italian mafia, but something like that. And he is looking for revenge, but he's also getting blackmailed at the same time. Um, and you have to kind of figure things out because uh, things aren't quite easy to figure out in the first 15 20 minutes but then the uh, story starts picking up the action wasn't too bad kept me uh, at the edge of my seat uh, for a little bit and i don't want to say it's a, a cliche movie action movie crime thriller because it's not but some of the stuff that happens is you can kind of figure out what's going to happen before it happens um, but the story itself is unique and i was actually quite impressed with the acting even though i don't think terrence howard is a great actor but uh, he does okay in this movie and it's a wwe studio film and i thought we were going to get through the whole movie without a wrestler being shown and then at the very end i realized there was a wrestler throughout the entire movie so if you're a, a wade barrett fan you will see wade barrett in this movie he goes uh, his character's name is kill killjoy i believe is his name so he's part of the uh, family gang or whatever that uh, Colin Farrell is in. But uh, Victor, who's Colin Farrell's character, is uh, trying to uh, pin two different groups against each other for his revenge. I'm not going to tell you what the revenge is, but he is trying to uh, get through life killing people without being killed himself. I think that pretty much sums it up. You know, I tried to like it. It was a little right. too dark. It was a little, the, the, the pace was too slow for me. I, di- I didn't get into it. Really? No. I yeah, think it was, uh, you know, I the like. The pace you're right is not very fast. Yeah, I like Colin Farrell, but it was, to me, it was a little too cliched. It wasn't, uh, 
I can't recommend it, Micro Res. <laughs> I, I just like his characters. Well, his character's name is Victor, but it's he also goes by Laszlo, which is a pretty cool name. No, it is. I mean, it had cool parts. To me, it was just kind of a generic, you know, uh, crime movie. There was nothing yep. in there. There wasn't. A, did you think there was any like scenes, classic scenes that you would remember ten years from now? No, it wasn't uh, anything like that. It's nothing too spectacular. Yeah, I mean, you know, you 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 think a good movie's got one cool scene in it, maybe a couple. You know, you think of a movie like Heat, where it's got multiple cool scenes. And to me, I can't remember one cool scene. It kind of it was just too generic for me. Yeah, there wasn't like I said. I thought we were. I th- I didn't think there was a wrestler in it, but it turns out there was the whole time. Yeah. So <laughs> Armand Asante's in this one too. I forgot that he was. Oh, he's cool in this. Yeah, his character's all right. So I mean, he's there's not. It's like him and Mickey Rourke. You know, they're all you know just badass guys. But yeah, other than some big named actors, I mean, there's not much really that this movie has. I recommend Armand Asante Odyssey 1997 miniseries. It was based, yeah, it was based on the uh, based ancient, on the book. Yes, on the ancient Greek epic poem by Homer, the Odyssey, the Iliad, and the Odyssey. It's basically uh, uh dude trying to find his way home, and stuff happens to him. The great story. You're gonna have to enjoy that. Micro-res. Oh, he plays Odysseus. Yeah, Odysseus is basically after the Trojan War. Yeah, he's trying to get back home to his lady friend, and a bunch of shit happens to him. That, that was, takes like a thousand years or something. That was 1997. He was also John Gotti in the 1996 HBO television film. Gotti. Yes. Hey, he's played in a lot of stuff. He's had a big, big career. Yeah, he's powerful, and he's Italian, so that's why I got. Well, there you go. That's why I got to enjoy him too. Yeah, I'm just looking at everything he's done. He's done a lot of stuff. The Italian, Irish, Hoffa. He was in Fatal Instinct. First film Strip, was Lords of Flatbush. Keys. Yes, Lords of Flatbush. Yeah. His first on-screen role was playing Sylvester Stallone's brother in Paradise Alley. Oh, man. He was in Private Benjamin. Yeah, was that was powerful. a good movie. Yeah, powerful. Last time I saw it, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, if we're going to rate this movie, I'm just curious that it was a ranking on the top ten. Yeah, I don't get why it was. That's why I was like, first, it's old. It's an older movie. Yeah. And secondly, it's not that great. No. What are you giving it? Five buggy wheels. Uh, Out of five uh, buggy wheels. I'm going to give it two. Two buggy wheels. Wow. That's your lowest ranking. I. That is the it, lowest it, ranking you've ever ranked a movie. Yes. I, and I usually like movies. But you do. Eh, this one I'm never going to watch again. I cannot recommend this movie. I will give it two out of five buggy wheels, jiving with DJ Micah Rez's review. Yeah, it's it's not very good. And then if we were going to like rank it based on something in the movie, I, I would give it one bad guy hanging from a rope <laughs> out of the window. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> All right, and segueing to another bad thing, I did a powerful beverage review, Pepsi Blue. So I was at the local gas station. Do you call it filling station or gas station, Mike Chris, <laughs> or convenience store? What do you call that? I call it the petrol. Wow. Station. Yes, I go fancy. You are. So I see the beverages, and I see Pepsi Blue is back. 
And I don't know if you remember Biker Res, but Pepsi Blue came out in 2002 and went to a, about 2004. You know, I don't remember that, and I don't remember ever drinking it. How about uh, Crystal Pepsi? Did you ever try that? Oh, yeah. I was a Crystal Pepsi fiend back in the day. I grab a bottle of Pepsi Blue, and I and right away when I see Blue Pepsi, what do you think? What flavor do I think it's going to be? Blue Raspberry. Of course, but it's not. It's this weird. It's just blue Pepsi? It's some weird <laughs> blueberry. It's the closest I can think of. And nothing good flavored blueberry taste. You know what I mean? Nothing is good flavored blueberry. There's nothing good flavored blueberry. No. Not even blueberries. And I like blueberries. No. And I'm seeing here on the internet, it's saying that drinkers describe it like blueberries, cotton candy, Ugh. berry-like aftertaste, and Disgusting. much more sugary and syrupy than regular cola. Gross. And then it was it was tinted using blue one, which is a highly controversial <laughs> coloring agent banned in numerous countries at the time. In California wouldn't allow it for sure. No. So, but what do I do on the beverages? Is that out of what was it? Energy drinks was out of cool Q10s, right? Yep. So give beers me, are out of pint glasses. So, yeah, give me uh, something out of a. Uh, out of soda beers, pops, pops. Soda pops. God, what could we do for soda pops? Oh, out of five. How about, in- how about cavities? Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> out of five insulin syringes. <laughs> I'm giving it a one. Oh, man. It's not That's good. One. Yeah. Chemical one. blueberry taste. One blood sugar test. <laughs> and it'd be one thing if it was, it was cola flavor and then kind of had an after, aftertaste of blueberry. Right. It has no cola taste. And it just has a really bad blueberry flavor. Now, did you finish the whole bottle? Well, I did, of course. I always have to. <laughs> You're like, oh, gross. Yes. I well, I just, I don't, don't want to waste it, you know? I feel like, you know, like, or maybe I could go there and get a refund. Do you think they'd give me a refund? They probably wouldn't, but I bet if you complain on Twitter and mention Pepsi, they'll yeah. do something for you. I did yeah. that with some yogurt a couple of years ago. Complained about how terrible this particular flavor of yogurt tasted. And the uh, company sent me like 20 50 cent off coupons. And so I just gave them away to a bunch of friends and family and kept like five of them for myself. It's pretty sweet. Oh, that's cool. I, I like Pepsi though. I just don't like Pepsi Blue. But that being said, I do appreciate trying new things, you know, trying coming up with different flavors. Yep. So for me, thumbs down on Pepsi Blue. Pepsi Blue blows. Well, I don't know if it blows. <laughs> it's just a, <laughs> it's it's not good. I didn't spit right. it out. I well, feel that's like, good. Yeah. Now, Micah Rez, let's get into our picks of the top five driving songs. All right, let's do it. You yeah. wanna? Who, who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? Yeah. Why not? why not? Okay. All right. So, my top five summer driving songs. Uh, like I said, my choices can change based on the way the wind blows. Yeah, because I like so much music. Yeah. So um, you want? So you want me to? I'll pick mine first. No, no, no. I've got mine right here, ready to go. I oh. was just explaining to uh, to the flock. Oh, okay. That when they listen to this and they say, "Well, that sucks." Well, I'll just know that tomorrow it might be something different. But let's go down the list, and we're going to start. So the first three have already been mentioned, but uh, I'll tell you what they are anyway. Number one on my list, in no particular order, is Downtown by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Uh, this song's got, this song, what gets me is it's got a lot of a lot of cool horns in it. 
and the beat's pretty sweet, so that pretty much hooks me right away. Plus, Grandmaster Kaz and Melly Mel from the Grandmaster Funk and the that group is in there. Plus, Kumo D is in there, so it's already pretty sweet. Eric Nally is in the song as well. If you haven't listened to the song, check out Downtown by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. You'll get hooked on it. Uh, and then the second one. This what one, year did uh, that come out? Downtown came out in 2015, in August of 2015. It's off of the album, The Unruly Mess I've Made. It's a pretty sweet video, so if you want to check it out on YouTube, you can check that out too. The second one is a uh, cliche, and I don't care because I still like it. It's Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. We already talked about this one. This one was on a lot of people's lists that I got off of Facebook. This one came out in 1991, uh, and it pretty much is a... Uh, like a nostalgic song about barbecuing and hanging out in the neighborhood and uh, hanging out with your friends, washing your cars and playing basketball at the park. You know, you know, all the cool stuff that you used to do back in the early 90s. Number three, Mr. Blue Sky, by Electric Light Orchestra or ELO, if you're a fan or if you wanted to sound like you're a fan. Now, this one was one of our songs of the day not too long ago. Dad. It was. And this is one that uh, I really dig. It's got the cool piano in the beginning, and it's got the cool kind of guitar piano riff in the middle. Plus, it's in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 in the opening scene, opening fight scene, I should say. So that's pretty sweet. This one came out in 1978, and it's been around for a while. Of course, Jeff Lynn is the lead singer and singing on that one. Uh, so check out Mr. Blue Sky. Now, this is where my list uh, veers off. And uh, this one is going to be, you're not going to, you're not going to see this one coming, Diggs. Oh. It is. Yeah. Check this out. Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. Uh, This one was released in 1976. It's off of their Agents of Fortune album. We played the hell out of this song back in the late 90s uh, when we all moved out of the house. And the roommates and I, I think we played this song every day at least five times a day for almost a good year and a half. Um, I don't know why we really dug the song, but we did. Um, and then, of course, it was made re-popular again uh, during the more cowbell sketch on Saturday Night Live. But there is a, a cover version of it on the movie soundtrack of uh, Scream. And it, I don't know who covers it, but it's a very, very slow version of the song. It's not terrible, uh, but the original is always the best. So Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. That one will make you want to roll down your windows. And then here's one that I I really like, and this one will make the list probably eight out of ten times, Dag, and that's Real Motherfucking G's by Eazy-E. Wow. Yeah, this is the the comeback song to the diss track that Dr. Dre wrote um, with uh, Snoop Dogg and uh, Eazy-E came back with his answer, I guess, uh, to that song with this song. And this one came out in 1993. And this was pretty much the start of, like, this is like the West Coast rap started getting put on the map after NWA broke up uh, songs like this. And then the, the beef between Easy e and Dr. Dre. This is when it started and uh, started to pick up. And I think if you don't have what they were going through uh, at the time, uh, doing diss tracks back and forth, a lot of, a lot of good rap would not have been made. So check that one out too. That one's from the album 
It's on 187 I'm Killa. And the video on that one's pretty sweet too. If you want to check that out on YouTube, it's real motherfucking G's. I just like saying that. Yeah, I was just going to say, you really like saying that. <laughs> so, but those are my top five All right. today. Re- real quickly, what are the top five? Just rattle them off. Sure. It is Downtown by Macklemore, Mr. Blue Sky by ELO, Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult, Real Motherfucking G's by Easy E, and Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. That was an eclectic list, Mike Arez. Do you have any uh, honorable mentions that you couldn't fit in the list? Not off the top of my head. I didn't even think about honorable mentions, so I guess I don't have any of those if i go back to just like what i've got on my like my outdoor shore playlist uh i got tupac on there um i got local artist denotive um i also have dmx backstreet boys daft punk i mean my all my lists are just everywhere (laughs) so there's not like you can't pin me down really so i have a lot of uh millie vanilli on for some reason on this yeah why is that i don't know i dig it I never skip it, so Mighty Mighty Boss Tones is on there. It's crazy. You ready for my list, Mike Arez? I'm ready. Do you think you could guess one song? I, I should have said that with yours. I should have tried to pick one song. There's got to be some Duran Duran on there, but there's not. That's right. I sent you the list. You did. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I was going to try to pretend, but I, I just can't yeah. pretend. To, yeah, so, I already know what your list yeah, is. Yeah, let me ask you this. Did you get a chance to listen to all the songs? Um, I got a chance to listen to most of them. And, of course, your songs, the, the songs that you sent me. Like, So I know the artists, some of the artists, but I don't never heard of the songs you sent me. So, like, well, I'll let you get through yeah. your list, and I'll We're, tell you which ones. Yeah. And I want to know which one was your favorite. Okay. So I'm going to start out with an honorable mention. Road to Nowhere by the Talking Heads, 1985. Nice. Do you remember that song? No. Yes. I'm gonna it's need... probably one of those songs that I've heard a thousand times. I just don't know the, the name of it. I don't know. It's not a big, one of their big hits. But if you're into the genre, you'll probably know it. But it's it's a really a cool song. It's a, it's, it's, it's a cool song. It's got cool organ. The, the organ is what you're going to, it's got this cool marching drum beat. And it's got this cool. Oregon, and it's got the cool vocals of uh, David Byrne. So that is going to be my honorable mention, Road to Nowhere. And that's when you're driving Road to Nowhere. So that one is a little literal one. <laughs> but I do enjoy that. It's a great road trip song. Because when you're driving a road trip, you ever take those road trips where you kinda, you're kind of just kind of winging it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and back in the day when we, we had to actually use maps or attempt to use maps. Mike Arez, why can't Yeah. Why can't you refold a map? What's up with that? Uh, well, it takes a uh, college master's degree. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to get into my main list. The top five driving songs is the theme for Mission Impossible. That's going to be the first one. And that was from the TV show that came out in 1966 and went all the way to 1973. The version I picked was a powerful YouTube version. It was made by uh, Adam Clayton and Larry Mullen Jr., the bassist and the drummer. And that version came out in 1996. Mission Impossible, powerful movie starring Tom Cruise, powerful TV show. And if that song doesn't get you going, something's wrong with you. 
<laughs> Number two is Just One Fixed, 1992. The band is Ministry. Now, Mike Arez, did you get a chance to listen to that song? I did, um, but it, it's melded into some of the other songs that uh, that I was listening to on your list. Okay. Um, so I can't remember exactly how that one goes. So basically... Uh, there's one that sticks out to me, and I'll let you know which okay, one Okay, basically, uh, Ramstein ripped it off from their song, Du Hast. So it's basically that... Dun, 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 just driving guitar. But right. they say they did, say ministry makes some pretty heavy songs. Yeah, they they said they didn't rip it off. They they they, they say they were simply highly influenced by it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's my number one. I mean, my number two song in the top five list is Just One Fix. And it's cool because it starts out, "Give me the Thorazine, man." Powerful. <laughs> Just One Fix, nineteen ninety two ministry. Number three was Never Let Me Down Again. 1987, Depeche Mode. Powerful song. They think it's about drug use. Weird that Depeche Mode would write a song about drug use. But I enjoyed it because it's another drive and I'm taking a ride with my best friend. Never let me down again. Do you remember that song, Mike Arrest? Did you get a chance to hear that? Yeah, Never Let Me Down Again? Yeah. Yeah, I did. It actually I didn't so I, I hit play on it and I didn't look to see who it was, but I, I did not know that it was Duran Duran to begin with, but it didn't sound like Duran Duran. So when I looked at it and saw that it was Duran Duran. Depeche like, oh, Mode. Or Depeche Mode, excuse me. Yes. Yeah. It's still not Duran Duran and either way. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not Boston. <laughs> right, yeah. And it's not Pizza Terry. Yeah, what's wrong with me? Number four. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's got a powerful drum fill too. That's why I love it. Number four. Gates of Steel by Devo. And that is off their 1980 album, Freedom of Choice, where they're wearing their powerful energy dome hats. <laughs> they're not flower pots. A lot of people think their flower pots are powerful energy domes that concentrate the energy. That is a powerful song. It's got powerful rhythmic drums, powerful guitar. But I need everyone to listen to that. Gates of Steel. Now, Mike Arez, can you make this playlist somehow? We're going to send it out there. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get this out there. It's uh, so this one is the one that sticks out to me. So oh, cool. Uh, it doesn't sound like a diva, like you know, if you're used to the Whip It song, this does not sound like Whip It at all. Um, it sounds like a mid '80s love ballad, you know, like a power ballad almost, power love ballad to me, anyway. Uh, that's how it what kind of stuck out to me. I was like, "Oh, well, listen to this one! Holy shit!" So, but uh, yeah, I actually, Doug, this this is the one that I like the most on your list with uh, the Gates of Steel. Cool. And number five, "Deeper and Deeper" by The Fix. And I had to do The Fix because number two was just one fix. So, see how I tied everything <laughs> together? There, I see that. Yeah, powerful. And this was off of a soundtrack. 1984, and I also had to pick a song from the greatest year ever when the world peaked, 1984. It's off the Streets of Fire soundtrack. The beginning's got this cool, distinctive keyboard part that's just really weird. I've never heard it again. Sweet list. Yeah, yeah. we'll get uh, my my list and your list together as one, and then uh, we'll throw a couple honorable mentions on there. This is a powerful assignment. It really get, gets you to think, and I like to hear everyone's ideas of what they think is the ultimate driving song. Right. And this is uh, 
you know, if we if we wouldn't be getting sued by everybody that ever wrote these songs, we would be throwing in little clips, but we can't. So uh, once we get this list out, we're going to highly, highly recommend everyone hit it and listen to it. Yes. Powerful show today, Mike Arez. Thank you for thank you for picking your five top driving songs. And I want to thank everyone that listens and everyone that participated. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's a powerful episode. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about our podcast. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.